that it's also a farce and something that we've been conditioned or indoctrinated to believe that if it's not compulsory, that it's not going to happen. Meaning, if the government doesn't force you to do it, people aren't going to do it. The American people are very generous people. We give in the terms. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Tea with Taylor. <sighs> kind of hot, but tastes good because it's cold here in Michigan. Uh, it's been quite frigid, but it is only temporarily for me because I am literally moving to Florida. I've been saying that for a long time, but I just got a job with Valuetainment, which is amazing. So I will be moving to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And in this episode, I want to focus on the recent decision that was ruled upon by the Supreme Court last week regarding the federal ma vaccine mandates. Now, I am not a lawyer. I'm not going to pretend to be. So I definitely recommend going to someone like Ben Shapiro, where the Daily Wire actually gave verbal arguments to the Supreme Court. They were the first company to sue the federal government because of this mandate. So I definitely would recommend going to him. He reads the full ruling, gives his legal opinion, I guess, gives his legal opinion on it and kind of dissects it as well as reads the dissent and gives his opinion or his legal professional opinion on that as well. But I just want to go over the decision from how I understand it to the best of my ability, as well as just the overall idea of federalism and why it's important that we understand the conceptualization of our government from when our founders were forming it, not to what we want to believe it should look like today. Um, and so that's what I want to focus on in this episode. So of course, as some of you probably know, maybe not very thoroughly, but at least broadly, that there the Supreme Court struck down the federal ruling given, given giving the authority to OSHA a non-elected arm of the federal government like the CDC and all these other bureaucratic institutions created by the federal government but yet these people are not elected by the people and they are not accountable to the people. But the Supreme Court Justice struck down giving OSHA the authority to mandate private companies to um, force vaccinate their employees or risk Penal being penalized by the federal government. Now they did rule differently for the medical industry because they say that a vaccine given the industry of medical is similar to, now they didn't use this example, but Ben Shapiro did when he was explaining it, that construction workers have to wear a hard hat. So it's specific to that industry. So OSHA, um, allowing or mandating vaccines in the healthcare world was justified in the Supreme Court justice ruling. Now, personally, I don't think that given the authority of the federal government, I think with the Constitution, if we read the Constitution, when it was written, thinking like our founders, when it was written, the federal government is supposed to have very limited power. The powers that are instituted in the Constitution. If, in my opinion, if the Constitution does not give the government that power and that authority, they don't have it. It's not that they are only given the power 
It's, it's that they're only given the power that is in the Constitution, not that what is written in the Constitution and what is not written in the Constitution for whatever is not entailed in the Constitution, the government can then have power and authority over. That is incorrect. The federal government is supposed to have the limited amount of power. And it's very interesting when you read our founders' arguments, when you go through like Thomas Jefferson and Hamilton, because they had different concepts. They conceptualized this idea of government because the American governance, the federalist system with the 50 states. Now, of course, when we first were instituted, we didn't have 50 states, but I'm speaking today was different, was the first of its kind. We didn't have governments that had these localities and these state rights then over like then an overarching federal government for one country it was a new idea and that's the federalist system and you can read the anti-federalist papers and the federalist papers to see this battle of ideas between the, our founding fathers and, and others trying to figure out the best pathway forward as a country and to sustain a country for long periods of time and of course we're around um 1776 so that's when we were first that's when we first declared independence but um obviously with our constitution came years later in 1787 i believe is when it was actually finalized it was like a decade later um anyways so back to the ruling and just the over philosophy uh, when it comes to federalism. Our federal government is supposed to have limited power. The majority of the power is to come from the local government and the state. States are to have states' rights. And that's the genius and the beauty of federalism that you, if you as an American citizen don't like the way your city or state is run, you can move to another state without having to leave your actual country. And that's why it's so important to have and to pay attention to your local governance. When we see in the last two years now, I think we're even over two years, you know, 15 days of slow spread, two years later, how COVID has just totally impacted our society. But you have states like you and you have you have governors who stood up to the federal government and allowed their citizens to live freely because our politicians are our service members. They work in service to their constituents, which are the citizens, the American citizens. They are not our parents. They are not our rulers. They are not our gods. The government is not our God. They don't give us our rights. Our rights, as stated in the Declaration of Independence, are endowed by our creator, which is God. We have these rights. These are, we are born with these rights. They are not given to us by man or government. They are given to us by God. We have the right to speak freely, to defend ourselves, to peacefully protest, to, to operate and to live out our lives without the government forcing us and mandating we inject ourselves in order to live freely. That is not the way government should be anyways, but it is specifically not the way that the US government was created and is to, is to run. The people have the power. The, govern, the government governs with the consent of the governed, which is the people. And so it's so important when you have governors like Ron DeSantis in Florida, you have the governor in South Dakota or Tennessee or Texas, that these states, these governors played such an important role in such an important 
monumental revelation, like revolutionary biblical times where our federal government is trying to control everything, where they were able to stand up to the federal government. And that's the beauty of federalism because the states have rights over the federal government. And that's how we need to keep it. But we've been conditioned where we don't really, we don't really, when we learn history, we don't really read the Federalist Paper and the Constitution and try and figure out the, you know, the ideas and the knowledge and genius of our, of our founding fathers. Nowadays, you know, they're all slave older owners, they're white men, they're, you know, we're better than them today, which is just part of our ignorance and only a fool would think that we're better than the people of the past just because we have learned but most of us have not learned from the past because and if we don't learn from the past we're doomed to repeat it and when you look at these historical figures it's not of course no man is perfect so to think that all the people that today the people which we know none of us are perfect and especially our politicians are not perfect but then to just think that the the men of the past and the people of the past should be perfect too in order for them to be um looked up to or to be learned from is very foolish and it's not a wise thing to do because man is not perfect of course that doesn't mean they're they're complicated so they can do many great things but still have large faults and in the in the for one figure specifically Thomas Jefferson who was such a brilliant man and spoke and had such brilliant ideas he was honestly a lot of the times hypocritical to what he thought of how things should be run and he was the person who wrote the Declaration of Independence and of course was a slave owner, but he also was really big. He was against central banks and debt, but he accrued a lot of debt himself. So these people are imperfect, but it doesn't mean that their ideas and that they, they weren't brilliant, wise men of courage that stood up for ideas, even if they maybe weren't living them up to them themselves. And as Christians, we should be able to sympathize with that because of course we are imperfect but we look up to a perfect ideal figure in Jesus Christ so I think we need to really you know humble ourselves to not think that today we are wiser than those of the past as well as that our politicians know better that the few in government know better than the the rest of us and so that's really the importance now I'm kind of going back and forth but that is you have to think of these things in a way of ideas and theology and psycho psychology psychology because that's how our government came to fruition it wasn't just one day they thought of the federalist system in the united states it was they were looking to back in the roman empire and and the way that they had congress and it was like all like centuries and they they read a lot of philosophy and psychology these they were well-read individuals our founding fathers and they were men of courage and they they read the bible even if they weren't act like religious I guess you could say or if they but they they read the bible and they they were just wise and they they sought wisdom they didn't think that they knew everything which is why they created the government the way they did to have the people to have the most power because they knew that the majority of the people in their own states should have the say in how their state is run, how their locality is run. That's why the federal government is to have limited power because the federal government, which is only so many people, should not be able to dictate how the rest of us live, especially when they just keep creating these bureaucracies like the CDC and OSHA of these people that we don't even know who they are, yet they hold so much power over us. And we have no, they have no accountability to us. We don't even vote them in, but they're gonna tell us how to run our businesses. That's not how our government is to be. The federal government, 
its role is to protect the life, liberty, and property of its citizens with foreign affairs. The states are to control, for the most part, what goes on within the country, within that individual state. When it comes to foreign relations, that's the federal government's role. When it comes to foreign trade, when it comes to wars, that's the federal government's role. That's it. They shouldn't be in housing. They shouldn't be in education. They shouldn't be in all of these industries which blur the lines between public and private relationships. Today, we can't truly say, unless you're a company who takes absolutely no money from the federal government, which there definitely are, that you're a private company. When you have companies of Google or these other private companies that take federal funding, that is not a private company. That is now, it has a almost... It's influenced by the federal government and its monies. Therefore, so decisions that the businesses make have, if not stated outwardly, but definitely subconsciously or consciously, you know, that they are receiving monies from the federal government. Therefore, they are in they are tangling the private public sector. And so we need to really reanalyze the way we look at the private industry and the public industry because if they're receiving public funds they cannot consider themselves a private entity therefore the federal government should not supply any funding any funding besides national security they don't need to be in anything else if you think that your people have a right to housing which if you read the constitution you don't have a right to housing that's not a right we have, that is a privilege. Our rights are our freedom to speech, to defend ourselves. Our right to protect ourselves from unlawful search and seizure from the government. These are rights, healthcare, housing, these are privileges, okay? And so we need to learn our founding documents to understand how our government is to operate. But the negligence and the ignorance of our population is allowing for us to give ever more power and authority to these, to the federal government and to these unelected bureaucrats who have no accountability to the people, like Dr. Fauci. Side note, arrest Dr. Fauci. I just had to throw that in there. I want to see him investigated ASAP if the Republicans take back the House and the Senate in 2022, which they have a high, it's highly likely that they will. We have to hold Republicans accountable to investigate the, investigate Dr. Fauci, the NIH, the NIH, the CDC, OSHA. We do not need all these institutions created by the federal government to dictate how Americans live their life. I think they need to be done away with, but they definitely need to be investigated because we need to start seeing government officials held accountable. The private sector and all these people, you know, you'd be, a, people would be arrested for, Dr. Fauci lied under oath. That is a federal crime. A private citizen who doesn't work and isn't affiliated with the government would be arrested and sent to prison. And they should not be above the law and the Republicans better set the standard that this is, this is a new Republican party where we help, we hold our government officials accountable. And that means us as the people need to pay attention to who's running for office, need to support people who are actually doing what they say they're going to do, that have created businesses that don't want to control your life. They want to do the bare necessities that government is there to do to protect your life, liberty, and your property. When you look at these government officials who 
ought, who think they should have more power, yet, like the governor of Portland, for instance, think that the federal government and the government needs more power and more money to control your lives, yet the people who actually reside in his area, their property's been destroyed. Their wealth has tanked from their property be, being dis destroyed and uh, depreciating, as well as the federal government spending and passing these trillion dollar spending bills that we don't have the money for because we're $30 trillion in debt, allowing the Federal Reserve, another private entity that controls the monetary system, to print trillions of dollars devaluating your wealth, incentivizing, decentivizing people to save their money. Because if you save your money, then it's just going to depreciate and it's going to deteriorate because the value of the dollar has gone down, therefore your savings has gone down. So when we give the more and more power to the federal government and to these unelected bureaucrats, we actually lose the power and the individual sovereignty that we have the right to, which is why we need to keep the most, to have the most power and authority to the states and your local government, which is why we need to pay attention to who's in control of our local government and our states. And that is the only way that we sustain our country and that we continue as the United States of America is that if you want to live in California and you want to live in the socialist communist experiment in the United States go live there go live with the homeless and the high taxes where the value of life is you know decreasing but the price the cost of living is increasing exponentially you go live there and I'm going to live in Florida or Tennessee or Texas or even, you know, majority of Michigan. They don't think that way. We want to work, have families, enjoy life without the government intruding on our everyday decisions and taxing us into oblivion and taking away our wealth. So if you want to go do that, you can live in New York, you can live in Chicago. We're going to live in these other states because our the way our local communities are run is from our local governance and our state, not the federal government. When you have the federal government controlling everything, there is no difference then in the federal system in the United States of America. That's not how the federal system is supposed to be. The states have the majority of the rights. You go to other countries, that's, that's communism. You know what I mean? The, the government, the, there's one government and they tell you how to live your life. That's not the United States of America. And that's the United States of America is unique, not because it has a government, because government is everywhere in all of countries. What's unique about America is the system of government governance, which is federalism, which gives its local government and the state the majority of the rights versus the federal government. That we have a constitution that gives us our rights that was endowed by our creator. That is what makes America unique. The freedoms that was brought by our constitution and the brilliance of our founding fathers. The freedom, the individual sovereignty, the belief that the individual has more power and authority of, over their own lives than the government is what makes America unique. And those values and those beliefs are what made America the most prosperous nation to ever exist. Now we have our problems, I agree. The common denominator of majority of our problems is big government. We have, when you allow the government to grow in scale and scope and authority, 
you give them more responsibility and control over the, the person's everyday life and then you're giving less responsibility over to the individual which means they believe that their individual actions don't matter as much which is a farce it's a lie because you are in control of your life and the 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 more we limit our government the more you are in control of your life and that is the pathway forward is to keep to limit the federal government i have some ideas if i ever ran for office or definitely when i get involved with people who are running and i get to be able to have conversations about ideas it's definitely getting rid of a lot of these unelected bureaucratic institutions that have been put in into fruition from our government to totally get rid of them we need to bring as much power back to our local government government in city communities and states and away from the federal government that is the only way a country of 300 million people who all think differently who have different i guess well not for them you know i guess not everyone but have different beliefs on how government should be and have different values. That is the only way we survive. Like I said, California, New York, Chicago, they can live how they want to live and then let the rest of us live how they want to live. We can't have the federal government dictating everything that the people do. And that is the only way we survive. And so, and if, and if I have anything to say to you, I would say that it's also a farce and something that we've been conditioned or indoctrinated to believe that if it's not compulsory that it's not going to happen meaning if the government doesn't force you to do it people aren't going to do it the american people are very generous people we give in the terms of philanthropy more than any other country we take in majority of the world's refugees we are very generous people and when you have more means and monies the majority of people will give when they can give but when you keep the government taxing the people's wealth and you keep giving more responsibility to the to the government and you're the government's going to take care of housing the government's going to take care of healthcare the government's going to take care of our poor or of the poor and the homeless which is clearly a lie when you look at places like California or any many large cities in the United States where they we have these problems where the government has been unable and unsuccessful at taking care of them yet they demand the problem is they just need more money which is not true. The government receives $3.2 trillion, something like that annually, the federal government in the form of taxes, yet they spend more, but where is it going? Seriously, when I look at my taxes everywhere, every year, where is the money going? I would be much better at spending my tax money. I would give more, I would do more. And so we need to re, you know, unlearn that the government can do everything efficiently because if we've realized over the last few decades where we've given more responsibility and authority to the government that is not true it's an illusion it's the illusion of government the state's going to take care of you and that the state's going to make you safer because crime is up families are down the nuclear family just hit an all-time low because the government incentivizes people to separate the father and the mother from the homes because they will get government money and it actually creates a generational dependency on government. That is not helping the individuals and the families and the society. Rather, it is just helping government. It's just giving them more power and authority to do whatever they please. And so if it's not mandated by the government, 
the American people, for the most part, given more wealth of their own and given more power and authority, will do the right thing. They'll take care of their families. They'll take care of their communities. I believe in the American people. And my question to you is, do you believe in the American people or do you believe in the government? And if, I hope, if the past, if, if just, you know, your belief system and governance and your knowledge of reading books and, and anything, I hope at least the past few years have showed you that the government does not have your best interest. They don't care about your health and safety. The only thing they care about is accumulating more power and wealth for themselves. And so I leave you with, I hope that you'll take it upon yourself to read about the founding fathers, to read about the Declaration of Independence and our constitution. It's, it's fascinating. And to, to figure out where they got their inspiration from, from John Locke, who inspired our founding fathers about natural rights that God, that our rights are given to us by God, because if they're given to us by God, man can't take them away. And so it's important that we learn about our founding documents and that we learn about the system of federalism and rights and individual sovereignty and responsibility, because that's the only way that we succeed going forward and that we change the culture to keep the power to the individual. So you have more control over your life because that's, that's how it's supposed to be. You should be the person who has the most control over your life. And that's how we succeed as a country. It's shown for decades that the people are, that, are the ones that make America prosperous, that make America the best country to live in, not the government officials. And we need to hold the government officials accountable when they do something wrong. They need to be investigated when they do something wrong, just like you and I would be. They need to be arrested if they are found guilty. And we need to pay attention to who's running for office in our communities, in our cities, in our counties, in our states, not just the President of the United States. And so I ask, I would encourage you all to go listen to Ben Shapiro break down the SCOTUS decision. Um, rethink about how you think about government. That the <laughs> Maybe figure out what, what, what do you wanna see politicians run for? I can give you a few right now. And the Federal Reserve and CDC, and OSHA, the federal government. And I, the thing is, it's, it's easier obviously said than done because things are so intertwined, but the federal government needs to stop giving any funding to institutions. If a, if a company cannot survive without government funding, it's an inefficient, ineffective company and it needs to fail. We can't keep incentivizing poor decision-making and poor inefficient businesses to continue running because of the help of the government. They need to fail. And with freedom, you have the freedom to fail, but you have the freedom and you have the ability to succeed. And that is what makes America unique. So thank you for joining me. I hope this was somewhat informative. It gave you an interesting perspective and it gives you something that you want to explore more upon yourself. So if you found any value, consider like, sharing, or subscribing. I really appreciate it. And I hope to see you guys soon. God bless and take care.